Oh, today's not good. What happened? Coming to you pre-recorded from Ace Broadcast Studios in Glendale, California. It's the Big Three Podcast. I'm Don Barris. Go ahead. And I'm and I'm Scary Perry Caravello. And uh, we have missing. Shut the fuck up. You're not the fucking host. I am. And today we have some tragic news. Uh, uh, First of all, if you've never heard our show before, there's normally three of us here. And we were the stars of the cult classic film Windy City Heat. Well, now we have our own podcast. And our goal in this podcast was to be different than any other podcast or any radio show, television show, anything. Uh, Our goal was to combine pop culture along with talking about our personal lives. And I think that we've done that quite well. And you can tell that I'm a little emotional today because I just saw something unbelievable. But instead of me talking about it, could you please play that phone message that John Quincy Adams left for me? This should explain everything. <laughs> Mr. Bonus, do you know who it is? It's I, JQA Esquire, and I am, as the youth say, freaking the F out. It's Thursday. I just arrived in East Westershire for the Royal Nuptials. I received a most disturbing call from a young Brazilian man who claims he has traveled to Los Angeles and is currently holding Walter captive over a missing sum of 75000 U.S. dollars. I'm not sure who it who has the money, but I'm, I'm simply at my wit's end. They also want me to, 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 to recover some of their coffee, candy, whatever that is, I don't know. They allowed me a moment to speak to Mo, just a moment, and I asked him if there was anything I could do for him. All he kept asking me was who the lady was who go in that movie. I don't know if it's some code or something. Anywho, I must attend the wedding, though I truthfully rather despise hetero breeders. I'm Brian Ferry's plus one. Anywho, I'll ring you back if I hear more. This is just dreadful. Dreadful. Okay. So our mole, the third member of the big three, has been kidnapped. I was given a a ransom note. Perry, could you read this, please? This is in crayon. Dear Big Two, we have... uh, Big Two. Do you understand what that means right off the bat? Yeah. We were the big three. Me and you, big two. Okay, continue. Dear big two, we have Miss, Mr. Mole, M-I-S-C-R, and the Mole, M-O-L. We want our 75K, which W-I-T-C-H, one, one of you have it. And also our Kinoy. Our candy. Or O. C A N backward D Y. Okay. Our candy. So what is that, General? General Superman. Okay, so these people, and the, the reason that I know, because Mole, we'll put this up on our website, but Mole drew a picture of what's going on. And the picture has a picture of Mole. And tell them what they're doing there. There's two people, and there's Mole. Tell them what's going on in that picture, Perry. There's, it's a, it's a uh, stick man picture, kind of a stick man. You know, these guys are, <clears throat> it's a pencil-drawn picture with crayon on, on Mole, and they've got a, uh, one guy's holding a gun, shooting a bullet. 
uh, over Mole's head or in the Mole's head, uh, knocking the, his yeah. block off. And I don't know what this guy's doing. It just seems to me there's two guys that are holding Mole, Mole captive, captive, and they have guns aimed at his head. Well, now this show is normally strictly an entertainment show, and we're there for the laughs and the interesting confab. Yeah. But today we're facing a very, very serious problem. So what I've done is I brought uh, a former police officer uh, from Jimmy Kimmel Live, his Uncle Frank. Come on in here, Uncle Frank. Hello there. Hiya. How are you? How's everyone? Okay. How are you, Uncle Frank? Hi. Nice meeting you again. You remember Perry? Perry, I remember. You look good, Perry. Thank you, Uncle Frank. Same here. Thank you. Good, good too. Well, I wish we brought you in on better circumstances. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, I'll show you this. I believe there's some Brazilian kids that have kidnapped our friend Mole. Yeah. No. How do you know they're Brazilian? They're from Brazil? Yeah, because... They live in Brazil, or they, they came from there and they live here now? Well, a couple weeks ago, Mole went to Rio. The story goes, I had invited Mole to go to see the movie Rio. He thought I wanted to go to Rio. Wow, what so, a difference. Yeah, so he went all the way over to Rio... And when he was there, he was talking to people, and one thing led to another. They wanted money from him. And so he came back. So now what they've done is they've kidnapped Mole. Supposedly they're like 10-year-old kids. This this is the actual letter. We have have Mr. Mole with us. We want want our $75,000. Wow, which? One of you has it, basically, they're saying. And they want their their candy. Another candy. Maybe. See, Mole brought this coffee can back from Brazil. Mm-hmm. In here, they have a little surprise. So there's more than coffee in here. You've so, seen it already? No, yeah, yeah we, we had this. But look at this. Let me see. What is this? Oh, forget about it. That's a package of cocaine. Look at that white cocaine with the brown spot. That's cocaine. Forget it. That's what we thought. That's what they gave you. They, they want you probably to sell it, dispose it. No, I think that what happened was this. Mole got on a boat back here, and in the boat they had a bunch of these coffee cans. Wow. So I think that they were smuggling Coke. Yeah, it looks that way, definitely. So we have this, but they have our Mole. They can have their Coke back. Well, yeah, well, I want to see Mole, and I don't want any more threats from these guys. Give them their Coke back. Okay, Perry, I don't even know how to get in touch with them. Earlier today, look at my lip. I was at a store... And they came up and they said they know everything about me. They want their money. And he slapped me. Look at him, my lips all puffed up. Yeah, it is puffed up. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I called you in for today is like you to tell us how do we handle these kidnappers. What do we do? As a police officer, you were 20 years you worked for the New York City Police Department, correct? That's definitely, yeah. Give a little bit more of your background as a police officer, just so people know. Well, from the age of 22 to 42, I was a police officer in two different precincts in Manhattan. Uh... I was more of a social worker than a police officer that looked out to make a lot of arrests. I only made six arrests in 20 years, but that's okay. I helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I intend to be the oldest living retired cop someday. I have to go to 103, so that gives me, I'm 77, 26 more years I have to live You'll do it. to be the oldest retired living cop. So even though I wasn't an active cop with arrests, I was with the people. I was right there with them, and, and I understand all about human nature from that experience. Okay, and during your time as a New York City police officer, did you ever 
come across the hostage situation. Did I come across the hostage? No, I did not. Okay. But I do know something about it. I mean, I, I've heard about it, and I've spoke to other police officers that were involved in that, but I personally wasn't involved in that. Well, what, what, what kind of things should we be doing? Should we give in to these hostages? No. Uh, first of all, where are they now? Are they in Rio or are they in this country? I don't know. They have Mole. Mole's been missing all week. Uh-huh. So I don't know exactly where he is. And all they did, they had a guy come up to me today. He saw me, said that they know everything about me, wants their money back, and I was slapped. Wow. What actually do they want for you to give Mole up? Well, Mole was supposed to give them $75,000. Yeah. Right. And I think they want their coffee can with the. That's definitely Coke. Definitely, definitely Coke. Uh, well, the main thing is we want Mole back safe and sound, right? Right. So uh, I suggest. That we get in touch with them, and we do tell them we're going to give them their coke back, plus the seventy-five thousand. Let good mold go, and then at the time and place, we'll feel that we'll see what we'll do. Maybe at the time and place, we'll have an opportunity to have them arrested. But if not, we'll just let them go back to where they're from. Okay. We, we have to play this cool because we want Mole back alive. Right, no. And, and, and what they did, Mole drew a picture. Now, what's your make on this? Look at the picture on the back it, of this. Do you know if it's Mole's drawing? Yeah, that's definitely the way Mole draws. Mole drew this? Yes. And it looks like there's two people. That, that The colored version, that's yeah, Mole. That's Mole, yeah. They're sort of torturing him, yeah. They're harassing him. Yeah. we got to get Mole back. At okay. all costs. I mean, he's part of our, our crew. We have to get him back. That's good. Whatever thinking. it takes. Well, this yeah. has been, thank you so, so much. First of all, let me tell you this. Yes. Thank you so much for coming here and helping us with well, this. Well, I hope I help you enough. Oh, I mean, by I suggesting think, we have to get mold back, and we might have to give up everything like the cocaine yeah. and the 75000 We might have to, but at the time when we do that, there might be an opportunity to lock someone up and then to find out more about the whole gang. We gotta we gotta wait and see how that works out. We're talking cocaine, kidnapping, yeah. espionage, wow. drug transferring from Brazil to the United States. Yeah. I think we I remember Mo making a comment about coming back on a boat. Yeah. He was on a and boat. Being in a canner. Uh, yeah, they, one of those one of those uh big big tanker right. the, um the big and he said it what, was what loaded. What do you call it? When, yeah. when, when you're traveling back and forth on uh, ships. Yeah, from one point. country. Uh, they might be using that boat. Because they had a bunch cocaine. of this. Yeah. They had a bunch of these. They this might coffee. be very uh, organized. And, uh, well, they seem, to be, they seem to be like 10 years old, Mole was telling uh -huh. us, between age of 10 and 8 years old. What do you mean? Who's that age? These guys that have kidnapped That's what them. I don't understand. How I could you be 8 it. or 10 years old? I'm just telling you. They have guns. There was a guy that supposedly... He bragged to the rest of the people that he kills ghosts. And what he basically did is he... He would dig up the people that he had killed and shoot them again. So he became this leader of this gang over there. I, I don't understand how they can do that and be so young. That's what I don't. I don't get it either. All right, we'll see when we approach them with the uh, with the cocaine and with the money. Yeah. Well, I, I can't thank you enough because my nerves. I feel a hundred percent better now that you're here. How was your trip over here? Was everything cool? We sent a car for you today. Were they no, nice? No, the guy had a, a crying baby in the car. It, it was harassing me. What the baby? Making a lot of noise and not harassing me personally, but it got to be a little annoying. I mean. Why have a crying baby in the car when yeah, you why? pick up a police officer? Well, 
Hey, Brian. Yeah, Don? What's going on? Who's driving this guy? Uh, hold on one second. I'll grab him for you. I'm, I'm, first of all, can I personally apologize? When I said that I have your car, I didn't... Well, I don't want you to apologize. No, no, no. But, I mean, I, I, re I was the one representing everything, so I think that uh, it is has come Bert my fault. Is Ward... Oh, Bert. In your, in your yeah, baby, that's Donna. Him. That, that's him, and that's a crying baby that were in the car that drove that's, me. That's my little baby. Oh, come on God. in here. Uh, why did you bring the baby when you were picking up a guest? I didn't have anybody to, to watch her, so. Hey, Perry. Hey. All right. Oh, you know what? I wanted to talk to you about something. I'm glad you're here. All right, then I'm okay with it. I understand now. It's his child. He didn't have anybody. No, it's to watch my it. child, actually. Well, but they had no one to watch her, so she was in the car, and that's why she was crying. Well, oh. I had to change her, and then we had to feed her twice. Well, that so was it. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't too pretty. Oh. But you know, we got, we got the government why is assistance. Why she coughing? We got the is government she... assistance. So what thank you mean? for signing the papers. Well, I don't have the funds to, to take care of her, so I applied for government assistance, and that was the form that you filled out, and right. I'm supposed to get a check to get her some clothes. Oh, so, oh these are, they are kind of small. Can you get a picture of this, Mary Jane? Her, her well, little jammies are so Well, it's the outfit that she came in. Her little jammies are so tiny. You've never bought her any other clothes? I don't have the money to buy her any other clothes. Well... Hey, I wanted to ask you something, if you don't mind. Yeah. The book that you wrote, right. Between a Stone and a Hard Place, you said was never going to come out. Right. And did but, it ever come out? Well, here's what happened. The publisher wanted to do uh, the audio book at the same time of the book release. Mm -hmm. And so, well, that's what I'm kind of talking about a little bit. Right. I, someone sent me over a copy of the audio book, and I pulled a little part, and if... Uh, I wanted to ask about this. Remember last week when I showed you the book, Brian? You know that part that I told you about? Could you play that for us, please? When I was a child, my dream was to come to Hollywood and make it into show business. My high school drama teacher, Mr. Thornburg, was the person that gave me the confidence to feel that my show business dreams could become a reality. He was the one that said I'd have to start at the bottom and work my way up. And that's why I took the job with Perry Caravella's assistant on the film Windy City Heat. I'd been in Los Angeles for a little over two months when the job opportunity came up. I had been told by some of the other actors from my acting class that working as an assistant, you could learn acting from the best. During my time working on that film, I did learn a lot, but nothing about acting. I was Perry's assistant. But watching Perry's co-stars was a learning experience with lessons that would last my lifetime. Walter Molinsky was an actor that came from the natural school of acting. We could never tell if he was acting or just being himself. Mole would come to the set daily with a marijuana high and, and would smoke pot nonstop all day. Yet his acting was flawless. Don Barris, Perry's other co-star, was more like watching someone falling into a black hole where it was never-ending, dropping into darkness. Don Barris's piercing blue eyes and Hollywood good looks brought the women to the set, and he took advantage of making love to numerous women. Not only did he make love to the women in the cast and the crew of the film, but rumors had Don going to the set of Legally Blonde 2 that was shooting elsewhere on the lot for a late-night love-making sessions with their cast and crew. Yet every day he was on the set, on time every day, and his acting was unbelievably great. People would compare him to James Dean. Okay, stop it right there.
How did you get a hold of that? Uh, I have friends in the industry. Why would you make me look so bad? Make you look bad? You yeah. were having sex with everybody. Isn't that kind of looking good? I don't know. Uncle Frank? Yeah, that's good. Definitely make him look good. Not bad. Making you look good. That Perry. definitely makes you look good. Well, uh, Perry's been dying to have sex on the set of Windy City Heat. He never did. I mean, you were having sex with everybody, which would make so it So you're like, somebody to admire. So it wasn't bad? No, it was great. What was that? Who has a phone on during the pot? All right, all right. Oh, who's on the phone, Perry? Don't I don't know and I don't care. But, we'll turn it but Don, if, if, if say that you were having sex with the cast of Oklahomos, that would be bad. Oh, that would be bad, yeah. Right. But you went to Legally Blonde, too, right. so that no, was I good. No, well, I just did every... I, I like women. Point I love is, women. You may like them, I love them. How come you didn't talk... How come you didn't play the bit about, about Perry and, and our relationship? Because that didn't interest me. <clears throat> it was about me. And that's what you said about me. And I was just thinking at first that was not very nice. But uh, Uncle Frank, you really think that's good? Yeah, it was good. It's really complimentary to you. When you get older, you'll realize what you did when you were younger, and you'll be sort of uh, proud of how you were. Like you, huh? Yeah. Wait, wait. You're the guy from uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Live show. I'm his Uncle Frank. Oh, wow. Wait. Didn't you tell him a story? I, I watch the show every so often. Didn't you tell a story that you had sex with like over 500 women? Well, I, I like to start off by saying I was married 28 years. I never cheated once. How'd that marriage end for you? She divorced me. Okay. But as for the girls, that was from the age of 22 to 32 because I came to place with And I was stationed in Manhattan around a Times Square area. So the girls were available. It wasn't that I was such a great lover or romantic guy. Any policeman would have done the same thing, had the same experience. Of course, they were available. Out-of-town girls we're looking to be safe with police officers. So oh, it's it out was of town, easy in 10 years to make 500 chicks. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so, Don, on the set of Windy City Heat, you had sex with multiple girls, but oh, nowhere near as 500. No, no, no. That, I don't think the cast was I, more than 20. Well, I think I think pretty sure it was under 20 that I had. Okay. okay. See, so that, so that it still put you in good light. I'll tell you this. I came into the show today feeling terrible because Mole was gone. I get to see my daughter again. Hello, baby Donna. Uh, I got to clear up something that had been driving me crazy for a long time. I get to see Uncle Frank here, who, you know, you helped me out. Thank you. Because I feel ten times better. When I came here, I thought, we've lost more. Now I know there's hope. No, there is hope, definitely. Well, yeah. you, do you guys want to stick around for a couple of things with us? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I, I'm fine. I was just here, take, kind of take, breaking feeding take, here. Take the, uh, the baby. No, don't touch her, Perry. What? Don't Bye, baby Donna. All right, this first thing we're going to do is a little thing called the $10 shout-out. $10 shout-out! Now, if you're not familiar with our show, this is a segment where you, the home listener, can get involved in the show. You send us $10. That's cash, no money order, no checks. You send it to 7510 Sunset Boulevard, number 153, Hollywood, California, 90046. And you can be part of the Big Three Podcast Fun by getting your name mentioned on the show. Uh, she's got to keep quiet. I'm sorry. Okay, she really does. So today we've got a couple shout-outs. All right, Perry, why don't you read this first one right here. Here yes, you go. Yes, sir. Okay. Dear Don Mullen, Scaremaster, I'm a loyal podcast listener and the Big Three fan. 
I was going to do the $10 shout-out, but then I thought of an uh, interesting alternative that may interest you guys. Instead of a $10 shout-out, how about a $20 diss? <clears throat> there are three, three pricks hmm? here in Minnesota who think they are uh, comparable to the big three. These assholes have the balls to call themselves the Gigantic Trio. What? Continue. And they do a local show. These guys deserve to be dissed, slammed, uh, shredded, etc. They are C. Jill, Jim Gray, and Rick Lewis Lewis. Or Rick Louie Lewis. They rip on guys often... Wait. Wait. They rip you guys off, including segments on their show called Louie's Corner and Gay Play. What? <laughs> I think this is completely bullshit. Give them hell. Oh. Yours in health, Dr. Chris uh, Ketchmark. Okay, Dr. Chris. Willow, Willow uh, River, Minnesota. Okay, and they gave us $20, and over here we've got one. Uh, let's see. Dear Big Three, I just wanted to say that despite... What Randy Callan has been saying on his Twitter account, I believe it when Perry says that he only blew him and jerked him off. However, it, I never blew him. I never sucked his dick. If I remember correctly, wasn't he, he, you jerked him off and he sucked your dick? Thank you. Thank you. And please, there's no reason to come down on Perry. I wish you were here that right now. That was to 19 years ago. Yeah, 19 years ago. And they're still bringing it up. How immature. Let me pick it up. I believe it when Perry says that he only blew him and jerked him off. However, it does sound like there's a lot more to this story than what Perry has revealed in the past. Perhaps you could have Randy on the show one day. Then we can hear his side of the story and settle it once for all. Big three, Dimitri Moreland. You know what? I'd never want to have him on the show anyway. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Now, if you want to get in touch with us here at the Big Three... We can be reached on Facebook. I'm at Don Barris on Facebook. Perry F. Caravello, and that's K A R C A R is in car. A V is in Victor. E W L O. Walter Molininski, M O L I N S K I. And you can also see Windy City Heat, our Facebook page there. Don't forget Tim Perpedic. Why not forget Tim Perpedic? He's not even part of the big three. But he's probably going to be. You know, in Beantown Heat, he, he's going to play Stone Fury in that. So. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm Stone Fury from Windy City Heat. Well, okay. But in this, you're still Stone Fury. You're just his the father. The dad yeah. or granddad. Yeah, I think it's probably the father. It would be best if I play a father right. rather than a grandfather. And then in, you're in scene one and you try to pass on your secrets. Then you're violently killed immediately. Lovely. Okay, so we got to push Tim. And also, I would like to say this. We've been having a real good time at our live show every Monday night, uh, the Ding Dong Show. Now, Perry, you've been coming down there. You're going to come down every there Monday. again this week. I'll be there this right Monday. Right until you go in for your neck but operation. That will be... Okay, hold on. Just let me. Uh, so you'll be coming down. So this Monday, come to the Comedy Store at 10 p.m. at the Ding Dong Show. Perry will be there, the rest of the Ding Dongers. And if you want to see anything about us, reach us on Facebook, the Ding Dong Show on Facebook. And if you want to tweet us, I'm at SimplyDon1 on Twitter, and you are at... ScaryPerry818 on Twitter. Uncle Frank, do you have a uh, Twitter account? No, I don't. I don't have... Facebook page? No, I don't know anything about computers or Twitters or Facebook. I'm from the old school. 
strictly a, a regular phone. I don't even have a cell phone. You don't even have a cell phone yet. No, I'm 77 years old. I'm not into the new technology. But I can live without it the rest of my life until I'm 103. I don't need it. Okay. How about you, uh, Bert? Do you have anything going on? Uh, I, right now I'm just working on the, the book and finishing the, the uh, uh, audio book por portion of it. And hopefully the book will be released sometime uh, in the near future. Oh, I thought you weren't going to release it. Um, well, no, we weren't going to release it uh, without the audio book. Oh, I see. But at some point, they still have to approve both versions of it. What, what Perry? I wanted to just make a comment that my Uncle Frank made. My aunt thinks the same way as he does. What's that? I'm not interested in new technology. She wants nothing to do with computers. She wants nothing to do with all this fancy computerized. Okay. Or she well, must be my age. Or around no, my... she's in her 80s. Oh, she's yeah, in that's her late right. 80s. Right. Right. I'm 77. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but Perry, he already told us. Do you want to bore the world by I'm telling them that story? We, we're in the modern I'm technology. I'm I know. No, no, I'm right. okay. All right. No, I'm happy to hear All right, but he's Uncle, happy to hear Uncle Frank, please. I mean, you know what? We heard your story. That's nice. You're here. You came. You did something. Okay. We don't need to hear about it from your aunt. We don't need to hear that bullshit. Are you Relax. Trying, are you trying to set your aunt up with Uncle Frank? Uh, <laughs> possibly. I'm available. Are you? She can't walk. She. Uh, has a hard time, you know. She's uh, kind of crippled from breaking her uh, right hip. Yeah, but does she ride. still like to party? Do you know what I mean by that? No, I'm not in the best no. shape either, so you never know. We have something in common. Yeah. Okay, Don. I had a good time. Well, we're we're not done. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're staying. <laughs> oh, you're wrapping up our show early yeah. tonight. Well, anyway, that was our ten dollars shout out. Ten dollars shout out. Oh, I see a phone call. Let me guess. Oh, this could be interesting. Now, this might be our former producer of the movie Windy City Heat. He left me a message. He was calling from England, so he probably went to the royal wedding. Let's see if he's calling from there. Go ahead, let the call through, please. This is the United Kingdom calling. Are we reaching? Hello? There's a man answering. This is the United Kingdom calling the U.S. Are we reaching? Yes. Yeah. There we are, sir. Go ahead now. Hello, hello. Do you know who it is? Yes, yeah, Mr. Adams. Hey, Mr. I'm Adams. I'm at an after-after party for the royal wedding. I think someone may have dosed my corpus. Any further word on mole? Let me go in the other room. I'm sorry. We don't know anything about it. Any further word on mole? No, we know nothing. I had Uncle Frank come here to tell us how to handle the kidnapper, so... Well, this is dreadful. How is it that he misplaced those ruffians $75,000? It's very, very unlike him. Have either of you seen the money? I have no clue, Uncle Frank. Okay. Well, you're talking to John Quincy Adams. Well, I mean, John well, Quincy Adams, I'm like sorry. I'm bailing him out of this one as well. I'm going to wire the kidnappers the money. Oh, you know what we could do? Maybe you should send it to me my, at my post office box. Now, wait. Now, wait. Mr. Bonner, you're saying I could, I could send the money to your P.O. box. That would be wonderful. I, think I like that would this be, idea. I it takes the pressure off me and allows me to enjoy a little tea time at Rupert Edwards' place. All right, all right, it's settled. That we'll do that. Anyway, Perfect. Listen, quickly, can I quickly tell you a rib tickler I heard last night? Oh, please do. How many Prince Williams does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, they don't screw light bulbs. They screw commoners. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Adams. John Quincy Adams, the former producer of Windy City Heat. Okay. He's so at he's the going to send you the cash, yeah. and then where do you send it? Well, we'll see what happens. I like Uncle Frank's idea of. Uh, fighting these guys and not giving them what they want. Okay. All right, so we'll see what we got going there. All right, this next segment is four guys 
and a little baby talking about the ladies. It's time once again for a little guy talk. Oh, yeah. It's guy talk. We're gonna talk about the ladies. Guy talk. Ooh. Yeah, we're here with uh, Uncle Frank. We're here with Burt Ward, Scary Perry, and my little baby Donna. <coughs> Drinking up like crazy. She might be the first girl to be involved in guy talk. Now, Uncle Frank, this is where we just sit around and we talk about ladies and, you know, things that we've done and times that we've had with ladies. Can you remember the most bizarre woman you've ever been with in your life? Well, I married her. Aunt Chippy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why is she the most bizarre woman you'd have ever met? Well, lived? most of the other girls, I, I didn't get to know them that well. To I only took the girl out maybe two or three times, each one of them. But her I lived with for 28 years, and the longer we were together, the more I realized she was very bizarre. And she still is. But we're, we're friends to a certain extent because she's the mother of our three children. But that Aunt Chippy is bizarre. She's also from the Jimmy Kimmel Show. Do you get along with her now? I know you're divorced. Sometimes, not always. Right now, at this exact second. Right now, we're, we're, we're together, yeah. We, we've had a few good family occasions, and uh, we didn't really spend that much time with each other, which is the way to go. If we get to spend too much time with each other, it, it becomes uh, bad because uh, things happen. So we stay apart, and we just mix with the children, our three beautiful girls, and now we have a grandchild. So we're okay, but she's really bizarre. I'm normal. I'm very normal. I've, I've noticed that. 77. What is the most bizarre thing she's ever done? You say that she's bizarre. That she's ever done in life or to me? To you. She once wanted to, I think, kill me with a blanket. I was in bed and we had an argument, and she got the blanket and put it over my head and kept pressing against it. But thank God I'm stronger than her, and I pushed her away. I think she was trying to kill me. I've never heard that story. True story. I've never heard she that. She might get locked up someday by me for assault. Oh, boy. <laughs> because even though I'm retired, I still have the authority to lock someone up. Now, you come, you come from an age where men were men and men were in charge of the relationship. Definitely. Now, would you say that you were in charge of that relationship between you and Chippy? Not all the time. Most of the time, but not all the time. Yeah. She is very strong-willed. There were times when I eased up and she took advantage of it until I got strong again and put it down. <laughs> She's a strong woman. Oh, boy. What do you mean, <laughs> oh, boy? Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. I like women that are like that. What do you mean? Oh, strong? Uh, yeah. But it seems like most of the women you're with push you around like the little bitch that you are. I'm the little bitch, huh? Somewhat, yeah. Look. You wouldn't say that you, you don't think women push you around? I let them push me really? around. Let's talk about Carrie for a second. Carrie's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right. And if I click my fingers, she would come in here and have sex with me. Yeah, uh, because you're a punk. I'm a punk? Do you think that's why she likes me? It's, she doesn't like you. She what? likes me. Oh, really? And if she gets paid by you to come She's out not here. She's going to be paid. If I send her out here. Yeah, if you send her out here, that means you're paying for her flight out here. Let's say that she comes out here. You don't think she'd have sex with me on her own ticket? I say no. Okay. You want to bet on that? I don't bet money. Let's split it. Let's split her airfare. Let's have her come out here. Let's see who she sleeps with. You want to do that? 
Oh, God. I don't have the money. Maybe later on. Now, Bert, you seldom talk about the ladies. Now, everybody kind of... Uh, I've talked about... Isn't he... Aren't you married? No, I, uh... She left me a long time ago. Why? I was pursuing my career in, in acting when I was younger, and, and then I ended up being in uh, the behind-the-scenes uh, of the entertainment business of, of being people's assistants, and that took away time for us to be together, but our, our relationship really never got a chance to, to be anything. Now, you work with Dionne Warwick. Do you still work with her? Yeah, yeah. You she, ever seen her naked? You know what? I, I have once. It was really by accident. Um, she she likes to swim in, in the pool naked, and she's yeah. got a pool in the oh. back. And she didn't know I was coming over because yeah. I, I actually went out to go get some things for her. And uh, I came back because I needed to get a, a, a package that she wanted me to pick up, and I wanted to make sure I had the right one. So I came back to the house, and she had decided to go take a swim in the pool. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm betting her bush is like a forest. Just filled. You like that type of woman? No. Big hairy pussy. No, no. no. Well, I, I like those ones who shave. Yeah. Nice and trim. Right. Yeah. Very right. I unfortunately I only caught her behind, which kind of had a, it was riddled with that cottage cheese mm. part in the back. Doesn't Ugh. sound good. Right, but she had really supple breasts. Really, still? Yeah, which was kind of you know. Weird, but I only saw it through the the window in the house. Mm. I wasn't outside, so. Well, I got to tell you this: that was a fantastic guy talk. That was just four guys and one little baby talking about the ladies. That was guy talk. Oh yeah, it's guy talk. Ooh. Can I bring up something? Sure, go ahead. On the internet. They've been, uh, there's been a lot of talk about turning me into president in 2012. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got uh, the guys from Jersey Shore that made a, a poster on, online about uh, vote for Perry Francis Caravello. Right. As, as you got my vote, Perry. Oh, it, thank you. Do you even think but it's now, real? You think there's a group of people that really want him to be president? Yeah, or do you, they, they dislike, or do you think it's funny that no, someone's no, fucking they, with him? No, they dislike a president, president for some reason. So they're uh, starting to cast different people. Here's the funny thing about President Barack Obama and myself. If they, well, I know Barack Obama was uh, born in Hawaii. Yes, he's an American citizen, uh, and a Chicago resident. Chicago's my hometown. Oh, so that's. Where Barack Obama and I would uh, have uh, something in common. Work, and right there, that's where the similarities end. Right there. Well, he has a shot. How, how does he have a shot? <laughs> Why? Because a lot of a lot of people right now aren't satisfied with uh, the president president president's uh, past two years. But so. let me ask you this: You don't think Perry's a moron? No. Really? I mean, if if Palin, if Palin, remember the girl? If she almost ran and she almost made it. Perry could make it too. She Tracy. was no bargain. No, no she's no, not. She, she she actually did. Run. I'm for Perry. Yeah. You're, you're going to vote for Perry. Yes. You want to know what the first rule would be changed? Yes. Minimum wage. Definitely. Minimum wage goes immediately to thirty three dollars an hour nationwide. Really? Great. I'm for that too. Do, well, but do you have any idea how stupid that would be? Why? How are you going to make money if someone's pl 
their minimum wage is $33 an hour. It's impossible. You that raise be, you raise the price of your product. But you'd have to so you're saying that a hamburger would then cost like $10. Yes. No, it ha- it costs more all- than that. Yeah. It costs it would cost at least $33. Well, no. If people are hungry to, enough. How many hamburgers would you have? If people are to, hungry enough when they come to your establishment, they will uh, your pay McDonald's, your they, Wendy's, if, your If you had 10 burgers per hour that would pay for just the the 10 staff that you have, then you have the building and then you have everything else. So then you'd have to sell maybe twice as many. That would be 20 hamburgers an hour. And that's to say if that covered that. Can but, I just ask you something, Bert? Yeah. What the fuck do you know? I'm just you're you're an assistant on a on, on basically a podcast. Twenty hamburgers but, an hour. But I am an author. Well, right. you've never had a book published. I, I'm very impressed by Bert. The first time I met him, but I'm impressed by him. Why are you Thanks, impressed, Uncle Frank? Why are you I, impressed? I, I like what he said and how he handles himself and his demeanor. He's a very sharp-looking, nice guy. By the way, congratulations yes. on your granddaughter. Thank you so much, Bert. Can I make a comment? Sure. I'm going to sure. use one fast food restaurant. And, yes, they are originally from here in Downey, and they got bought out by uh, uh, Mr. Koch in Chicago. McDonald's. What are you talking about? Go ahead. What do they you sell billions of burgers a day. Yeah. 20 burgers an hour? My God. Perry, I just think that $33 an hour would be impossible. The cost of living would go through the roof by doing that. That, to me, is maybe the stupidest thing I've well, ever then, heard in my life. Then, then, all right, then we go from $10 an hour to like 15 or $17 okay, an okay. hour. Okay, okay. What other what other platforms do you have? What other platforms do I have? Um, let's see. Make Don Barris the president of Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh-huh. Why would I want to be the president of Jimmy Kimmel Live? I don't know. Why do you want to just be the audience warm-up? Stupid. You know, speaking of Jimmy Kimmel Live, you know, you've been there. We've The show has been running for over eight years yes. now, and you have been just hysterical during those. If you could mention one moment in the history of that show is your very favorite, what would that moment be? Well, when, uh, I can't think of his name, but it was touching Donald Trump's daughter's leg, and I was asked by Jimmy, to take him off the show. That would have been the first time anybody was ever... That was Andy Dick. Andy Dick. And he was ta- touching Donald Trump's daughter's leg. leg. Who had, she had, like, yeah. glitter on and her Jimmy leg. Jimmy had wanted to stop. He didn't stop, so he asked me to escort him off. I go to escort him off, and I go to pull him to take him, but he hesitated, and he turned in a certain way that I fell to the ground. And before I knew it, two or three other security guards came, and they dragged Andy Dick and me off the stage with applause. Yeah. So the applause was for taking him away. That's Anthony. funny. He, that was that the first funny. time in the history yes. that a guest was physically dragged <clears throat> off yeah. the set. That's funny. That was, you know what? one of my favorite moments? It might have been on your 70th birthday when Dick Clark gave you the hat from Frank Sinatra. Oh, yes. That was an honor, yeah. Well, I was Frank Sinatra's private security guard at Caesars Palace from 1978 to 1982 for four years. And... Uh, that was an honor to get that from uh, Dick Clark. I still have it, yeah. Do you? Those are memories I'll always have of being with Frank Sinatra. He, he wow. was number one, yeah. They recreated a scene with Frank Sinatra, and they had you in it, and it was memories of 
Sinatra. Yes. And didn't his daughter get upset with you? Well, really what happened is they interviewed me, and very seriously I described things about Frank Sinatra, and I thought it was just going to be a, a subject or a program where they'd say, Uncle Frank, this is what he thinks of Mr. Sinatra. Well, when I left the room, they told me it was over. They turned everything around, and whatever I said, they twisted. Like I said, uh, things like... Uh, He'd rehearse at the piano every day at 3 in the afternoon, and it was very magical. They had him getting mad at the piano player, Vince Falcone, and slamming the piano down and cutting off Vince Falcone's fingers. Oh, man. That was just one. So, so there were about four or five subjects that they made Frank Sinatra look bad, which I didn't intend them to do. So I got very mad at them. Yeah, and still to this day... Nancy Sinatra thinks that was what I said, and it's not what I said. I hope someday I can prove to her it wasn't my idea. All right. This next segment was written into Perry's contract by his super agent, Hank Greenberg. It's time for 60 Seconds with Perry. Go! Go online to order Scary Perry skateboards at www.scaryperryproductions.com forward slash skateboards. Or click on the word skateboards when you see it and order your skateboard decks there and or your t-shirts there. The t-shirts are 100% uh, cotton and they are USA made. Skateboard decks are Canadian maple wood, USA manufactured right here in Costa Mesa, California. That's scaryperryproductions.com forward slash skateboards. Price of the shirts are twenty dollars a tee. Skateboard decks went up from forty four ninety nine to fifty nine ninety nine. Thank you. Aren't you gonna yell at me? No. Like you normally do. Stop. There See you there. go. That was sixty <laughs> seconds with Perry. Okay. Well, you know what? We're heading towards the end of the show. Uh, right. Hey, what's the matter with Baby Donna? She's getting restless. Is she okay? Yeah, she, she's getting a little restless. Well, we're just about done. Can okay. You, can you set her outside for a second? Or? Yeah, I'll, I'll put her outside. No, you, but you stay in here. Oh, you want me to talk? Okay. Oh, okay. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, let's do it. I'm getting tired. Okay, we're almost done here. It has been a crazy day here, and even though Mole's not here... I think it's time once again for what some have called the greatest thing that we do on this show. It's time once again for Mole Play. Mole Play, Mole Play, let's play Mole Play. Mole Play, Mole Play, let's play Mole Play. Mole Play! Now, if you've never heard our show before, Mole Play is an improv game that we play here on the show, and this is where Mole will set up a scenario. He'll set the cast, then he'll direct the scene. Now, Mole isn't here, so today, no Mole Play. Mole Play, Mole Play, let's play Mole Play. Mole Play, Mole Play, let's play Mole Play. Mole Play! That was Mole Play. Now, we're heading towards the end of the show. Uh, Baby Donna's crying. Bert, thank you for bringing my child around. Thank you for letting me get a little more knowledge of what's going on with 
your book because I had heard a lot of things, and to hear the audio book was spectacular. Thank you. I uh, hope people will eventually go out and get it because we're going to really need the money. I've got college to, to put it through. Because yeah. College is getting I, very expensive. You're right. right. Unless, unless you want to take her back at some point. No. Well, we can work that out down the road. That is my baby. And uh, uh, we're going to say You should be taking care of your own child. Well, I'm not. Okay? Don't blame me. You know, I didn't want this girl that I shot my load in to fucking blame me for something. It's not my fault. She wanted it just as bad as I did. Am I right, Frank? No. How do you know it's your baby? It could be the Immaculate Conception. Thank you. You know, that has never been proven either. Thank you ought to take a blood test. Thank you. You should go take a blood test you to should. see if that's your child. Yeah. Well, like I said, immaculate conception. Maybe, maybe the mother didn't have sex. Huh. Like Jesus was born from a mother, Mary, who didn't have sex. Huh. So you never know. That's possible. So you're saying Donna's Jesus? No, no. It, but there could be a uh, correlation to the whole thing. You don't know if it's your baby unless you've repeatedly had sex with someone, and then you know the law of averages right. are that it this was girl you. was just... But it was just a one-night stand. It might not be you. Yeah. Thank you. Mr. Barris, I have to go oh, to the men's room. We're going we're gonna to be done. we got one last bit to okay. do, and then we'll, we'll finish this up. And this is like... And to tell you the truth, this is the worst bit that we have going. All right, hurry up. I'm very tired. It was I very know. entertaining, but I'm tired. Well, we're almost done here. Let's put this okay. a little bit towards you. All right, we're going to wrap it up today with uh, a segment that we always wrap it up with. It's the worst thing that we do on this show. It was one time on our public access show. It was one time the best thing we did. Look at how times have fallen. It's time once again for Perry's Corner. It's Perry's Corner. Well, I'm going to go back to the segment about talking about them trying to make me... uh, <clears throat> president of 2012. Yeah. <coughs> what should I do about that? I mean, they got the guys from Jersey Shore voting okay. for me. Uh, there's people online that are liking it. This is what your corner's about? Well, I, I really have a problem with figuring out if I should try to pursue this you have or a if prob- it's a bunch of BS. You have a problem figuring out how to tie your shoes. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I can show you how to tie my shoes. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay. All right, well, this this is your subject matter. What else do you want me to talk about? All right. Uh, do you uh, want me to talk about mold? No. Well, in a second, maybe. Uncle Frank, if you had a segment on a show, when you when you have something prepared to talk about? Sometimes, but sometimes if you just go into a, into a, a program... Uh, Unprepared, it comes out better because it's natural. So both ways it could, could be good. It depends on the performers themselves. Right. Hmm. What if it was a performer like Perry who had absolutely no abilities to do anything? No, I no think ab- he does have abilities. Really? Thank yes, you, I Frank, do. I, I've known Perry for a while. I've seen him. Uh, I, I think he does have some some ability, a lot of ability. Thank you. I like hanging out with Perry. Thank you, Uncle Frank. You're welcome. Well, did you have anything that you wanted to say about Mole? Well, you know, if this is all for real, I say we should get him back. Yes, and we will okay. get him back. I'm sure we will, from what I understand. Those kidnappers are so young that they have to be inexperienced and, and not too yeah. sharp. So we'll They're get him back. They're not even teenagers yet. Right, we'll get him back. Are they in, are He'll they be in on Mexico? this show very shortly. I guarantee everybody out there. 
Mole will be back. All right. And also on the 4th of May. Is my uh, pre-op. Right. So by the time this show airs, actually. It will be the week after. It'll be the Friday. You go on on a Thursday or Wednesday, I think, the 4th. I, well, the four, well, let's see. Monday is the 2nd. Uh, Tuesday is the 3rd, which I get my money and I pay all my okay, bills. Okay, like I said, it's Wednesday or Wednesday. Thursday. Wednesday. Just like I said. Wednesday. So you'll go on Wednesday. I don't know when I go can in for I the fin- operation, Okay, though. that's what I'm saying. On Wednesday, you may go in immediately. So this may be our last show right. when you go to the hospital to get right. your open neck surgery. Well, hopefully you come back. Hopefully Mole's back. If not, boy, if we left a cliffhanger here, we could have two cast members. Are they alive or dead? Now, you're having open neck surgery. Well, I'm, I'm not. I think this time, because he wants to fuse the the odontoid first before he opens up disc four, five, and six and oh, puts the rod on. Come on, all there. your doctor talk, nobody understands. Because you don't let me explain it. Well, because nobody okay, cares. Okay, there's Perry's Corner. Let me explain my neck surgery. Nobody cares. They, of course, care because they want to see me healthy no, again. No, they don't. Nobody does. I do. Oh, okay. See, Uncle Frank does. He All cares right. about me. He wants to see me young and healthy like he is. I think the surgeon's going to be a success. In fact, if he wants me to sleep in an adjoining bed next to him while he's recuperating, I will go. I like him so much, and I think he's very talented, and he has a future ahead of him. He's very young, and he has a future. Thank you, Uncle Frank. That You're means welcome. a lot to me. Well, and there you go. That's Perry's Corner. It's Perry's Corner. Well, I got to say that might have been the best Perry's Corner ever, and I think it was a lot to do with Uncle Thank you Frank very over much, here. Uncle Good Frank. job. Thank you. Uh, well, I see the clock on the wall, and I see that it's time to say good night to everybody and goodbye. If you're listening during the day, I would like to say, Uncle Frank. You know we're very good friends. I love you to death. Oh, I That's think you're a tr- very nice guy, very talented, also, and Perry, and the fellow over there, Bert Ward. Right, and I think. I'm not talented, so if I could make it, you will make it. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Uncle Frank. Well, okay. And I, I, and I f- love the fact that you were such a gentleman. Quit and- kissing ass. He no, he's not. We're just he's being friends. He's kissing ass. He's, I know him. <laughs> I know him a little better than you. Okay. He's kissing Here ass. We go. Well, anyway, I wanted to say thank you very much to Uncle Frank. You are the, one of the best people in the world. And You're we'd welcome. love to have you on the show again. I'll Maybe not on. under circumstances so dreadful. Uh, Burt Ward. Thank you, uh, Thank and you. I and I don't think it is professional to bring the baby in the car. I, I don't really have a choice. Okay, and Perry, is there anything you want to say before you go? Not really. I don't have uh, anything to plug other than. Uh, uh, how about Monday night at the comedy store? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, we do have something to plug. Plugging the Ding Dong Show live on Monday nights. Every world Monday night. World famous comedy store. Not just one Monday night, but every Monday night at the world famous comedy store. Where in the Ding Dong Room? 10 p.m. Okay, Live. that's right. Uh, don't forget, you want to reach me on Facebook, Don Barris, Perry Caravello. That's Perry F. Caravello. C-A-R-A-V is a victory, double O-L-O. Burt Ward, thank you very much thank for being you. on the show. It's wonderful. You know, all I can say is this. If you if you believe in the power of prayer, let's all pray, let's all pray for Mole. Definitely. Okay, Definitely. so for the big three, for Uncle Frank, for Burt Ward, I'm Don Barris. Thank you again for and my I'm baby Donna. Perry. Yeah, I already said you, the big three. Okay. Goodbye. Good night, everybody.